Welcome back to the Black Belt Podcast. You're listening to episode 28. Today's guest is Valerie Ayala Trujillo. Valerie is someone with massive success across all disciplines in ITF Taekwondo, particularly as a junior. She has won 7 gold, 6 silver and 14 bronze medals, which is just insane and is more than some countries have won in their history. Like I said already, Valerie competes and succeeds in a number of disciplines, which is something you are seeing less and less of as the overall level increases and it becomes harder for people to dedicate their time to multiple events. So the fact Valerie is able to do this is another fantastic achievement. Thanks very much to the people who always and continue to support the podcast. And like always, make sure to like, share and subscribe. So what's up, Valerie? How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Um, you were just saying there, dealing with the boredom of uh, isolation and all that sort of stuff. Are you doing much training at home? Um, yeah, actually, our training um, center, I would say, is down in the basement. So I've that's seen it, yeah. where, <laughs> yeah, so it's what, like three, three by eight or something with mats and like all the equipment. So it's quite easy for us to train. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, I'm not complaining about that. Yeah. Like you, you have your sister and your dad and obviously that there to train with as well. So that helps. Yeah. So it's basically, um, normally when Salma is also here and like we are going for a competition she stays like what i don't see her for maximum four days in a row and then she comes over for every like weekend or thursday to sunday and train there's always only us four um and then for like the club and stuff but um uh yeah that tiny room has gotten us to like all the european and world championships i guess so i love it yeah it's it, it... Like I said, I've seen pictures of it. And it's it's very narrow. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's cozy. It um, yeah, I mean, it's also sometimes for patterns is a bit annoying, obviously, because, for example, uh, you chair, you have to like split it up and then have to like run to the other side and then like yeah. continue. Um, <laughs> but but now we also go to like some like also, for example, and train with some friends there and then we do all the patterns that are um, the the ones that require the most uh, space, I guess. Um, but it also helps sometimes for sparring to just like always not like run away and like actually be in there. Yeah. What kind of shows that you you don't you don't need uh, you don't need fancy gyms or any or too much. You don't need too much to maybe be successful at a high level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I believe um, you just have to do the best you can with whatever you have, you know, just about mindset, I guess. Yeah. Do you so train, you train with probably a bit more space than like at a club. We we have a nice gym as, as gyms go, yeah. we, have, we, we have quite a very nice setup. So yeah, lucky like that. Um, yeah. But so, but like that, it just shows that it doesn't really matter what you have. It's, it's what you make of it really. Yeah, definitely. So then, how did you get uh, how did you get started in in taekwondo? Well, I started when I was four <laughs> because my dad opened a club, uh, so we lived in a really small town, and then he opened a club, and I was really shy as a kid, so I told him that I wanted to join, and whenever he like faced away from me, I was doing like punches and like doing whatever I could with my tiny hands but 
as soon as he looked at me, I would like stand completely still. But I would tell my that my mom when I got home that I trained and I'd done so much. So I like started joining him for every training just to like watch and do like small things. And then it just then I guess my shyness <laughs> had to go away and I started properly. Yeah. So, okay. You kind of just blended into into the class in the end. You kind of Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have like um a requirement of how old you have to be to start Taekwondo in Ireland or uh, it kind of varies. Depends on club to club. Like, um, right, okay. so, so some clubs take kids in a three. Um, we used right. to take we we're we're six now. We used to be we used to be five, but we kind of changed the changed around the classes a little bit. Kind of just how many classes yeah. were running and stuff. So we brought the age back up to six. Um, yeah. I think we even had it up, at, up at seven at one time. But um, when we were very busy, mm. we upped the age to seven. Um, but now yeah. we're at six, which I think is it's an okay age. Yeah. I I'd say so. Yeah. Like three years old is quite difficult, I would say. Like even with six years old, it's difficult. But like, it's cool if they want to start in six, and it's just fun and they're cute. <laughs> but um, yeah, three is quite low, I'd say. Yeah, there's there's like me and Asian talk about like I talk about it a lot. It's like there's, there's different types of different types of six year olds. There's the ones who are like really, oh, definitely. Who can really concentrate <laughs> and, and stay focused. Then you can really train, and then you have the other ones then who are just kind of there for a good time. Impossible. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and there's also always one you can feel when that one person is not present because then everyone else focuses but as soon as that one person is there and they just like make all the other people also not focus and want to like joke around and you're just like oh man this is so much harder <laughs> to teach yeah because yeah. There's always a couple of kids just waiting for somebody else to start off a little bit of a little bit of messing to, so they can join in. They just don't want to be yeah. there. <laughs> the bad thing about like training kids though is that most times it's like if the friend quits, even though they're really good, they also quit because they're like, oh, but I wanted to do it with my friends and like they quit. And and as a teacher, you're like, oh no, I see so much potential. Like, don't go. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit, but. We've even had a couple of times where it gets around the summertime and like a kid goes mm. on holidays for two weeks and then all of a sudden another kid thinks, oh, they have stopped training. And then so I'm not going to go train anymore. And then the kid comes yeah. back from holidays and then they're like, oh, my friend is gone. I'm going to stop training as well. When it's like, yeah. if they maybe just be like, no, no, we're just gone on holidays. We'll be back. Like, you could have got <laughs> two people training. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, yeah, it is a challenge uh, trying to keep people that when, when their friend stops. You kind of hope that it they is. maybe have they maybe have other friends in the class, not just that that one. Yeah, and I'd say like Taekwondo in general gives you a lot. It it teaches you a lot about like self confidence as well. And a lot of young people they are quite hard on themselves, or maybe they also feel it from their parents. And even though you see potential and you tell them like, no, you're doing really well, they just get like not that motivated if they're not getting like medals or like something bigger and you just as a teacher or coach you have to like no but like see the good things and it hurts because sometimes you see people go that are really good and they they could really see doing well but they just don't believe in it themselves and sometimes you can't do more than that yeah so like the, the challenge as well is when you're seeing maybe they're, they're not winning medals and stuff uh, as a color belt and when they're younger but like that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean that they, they can't be a, a champion as a black belt or at a high level if they stick with yeah. it. It's, it's, I think sometimes they, they they get into thinking that like whether you win or you lose as a green belt, like it's not a big deal. Who cares? 
you know it's it's not it's yeah. It, so losing isn't a big deal but also if you happen to be winning it's not a big deal either it's like so you just try and stick exactly with it. I, yeah I, just try it and just stick with it and get like... the black belt mm-hmm. yeah and, and it's just get... like the experience you gain yeah mm-hmm. exactly so, and oftentimes um you see like some of the ones who weren't as successful as color belts tend to be the best champions yeah that's true i so... also yeah i would say sometimes i've learned way more by losing obviously than winning so you can't just focus on the medals so like when you when you finally started into the class did did you start competing straight away or um yeah i did like my first international competition was when i was five or six and when i was it was in sweden and (laughs) i remember i did a pattern and it was dosan when you were going backwards and you were going to do the two punches like pass motion, I did the other way around, like the other punch first. But I continued as normal because my dad had told me, like, if you do, like, if you make a mistake, like, continue as normal. And after that, I ran out and I was like, Dad, did you see that? Did you see that? I continued as nothing, as if nothing had happened. I was so proud. I did not win anything, but I got a new friend that apparently was listening to the same music that I was listening to so we bonded over that and I was just super excited about being in the competition and like I felt like I was so good but I kept it cool in the ring (laughs) although I lost but I mean it was one of the really fun memories I still have yeah so you kind of maybe had a Oftentimes, you're saying to kids like that. You're saying to kids, don't set the goal as maybe be, being winning a medal. Set it as something a bit, a bit, a bit different, maybe a bit more achievable. So there you go. There was a goal. Like if I make a mistake, I'm going to keep going. And if you didn't win a medal, yeah. at least you achieved your goal there. Yeah. <laughs> and I also remember we everyone got like um, because we were so young, we got kind of a what's it called? Just like a participation medal for even competing. Yeah. So. That for me was like the medal. That was the coolest thing. I was like, oh, this is like, it was like a Viking boat thing. I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was really cool. And it, would you would you have been more patterns or sparring when you first started? Um, I've always been into both, really, from the start. I, I don't know. I always really fell, I fell in love with Taekwondo not the competing part of it first I just really enjoyed feeling more confident when I did like self-defense and like uh just getting stronger in any way I guess so I just always wanted to learn more no matter if that was pattern or like sparring so I've always done as much as I can like most times as well at the European championship and the world championships I've done like team patterns team sparring team special techniques um basically everything traditional sparring as well except breaking i did not want to break i only do that for grading so like yeah when i said fell in love with getting stronger as well and like learning more about myself through taekwondo i meant everything except breaking like i get it it's all good but it's not really my strongest i would say um it's also just scary, like, if you hurt yourself just before, like, doing patterns, for example, at the European Championship. Sometimes, like, it's not at the end, and I just don't want to mess that up. Yeah, I don't. 
I, I always say it. I don't. I don't see the enjoyment of hitting hard things. That uh, it, yeah. it doesn't seem like fun. I much prefer hitting other people. That's much more yeah. enjoyable. <laughs> totally agree. Totally agree. So then, like, did you do any other sports then when you were growing up uh, as a kid, or was it just just you got into take one, and that was just what you stuck with? I actually was one of those that like wanted to do everything. So I did it. I trained football for like. I would say eight years or something, seven. And then I, uh, riding horses and then like handball and like, uh, yeah, just anything that I wanted to try. And I also, I'm also very into music. So like I play guitar, uh, since I was like six, I went to like, uh, music, uh, classes and then, theater so I was always really busy oh and dance dance was like the one that I did since I was like very young until quite recently but I had to like there comes a times where where you just have to choose because if you want to do something really well you can't do everything at once (laughs) um and sadly dance had to go because of my injuries and I just had to prioritize but but yeah I tried to do as much as I could until my body was like nope (laughs) Not anymore. <laughs> and was it, was it Taekwondo first that you started? Taekwondo was the first kind of activity you would have started. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you feel that that kind of maybe gave you gave you the confidence then to go and go and try other sports? So kind of, well, I'm not too bad at this one. Maybe I could be good at something else as well. Yeah, I've actually never thought about that. Maybe. I mean, I think uh, if it weren't for Taekwondo, I wouldn't be as confident as a person as I am. Um. And I think that when I realized that by training uh, several times a week, I could see such progress and see it so clearly, I was like, oh, but then other sports are easy as well. You just have to train, like put your mind into it, like have discipline. So, I mean, Taekwondo has made me realize that, yeah, things do require hard work, but it's possible. So, so yeah, I think maybe that mentality was there from little yeah yeah i was kind of i didn't do any like taekwondo was the first kind of sport i took up i didn't have much of an interest in sports up until that point didn't. I, I started taekwondo and then i was kind of like i, I was i suppose as, as a white belt or a yellow belt as good as they can be i suppose like i was yeah i was wasn't bad and uh i felt like i was pretty okay so then i kind of like well maybe mm-hmm. if i try this other sport maybe i could be good at that as well and like that yeah, i just played more went to more did more trainings and eventually got 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 a lot better and um, yeah but like that you said you get to a point in where do you want to be world champion in taekwondo or yeah. do you want to maybe not and do the other like it's you can't really can't really do that's a, mix. a struggle yeah yeah, yeah especially like when it comes to friends as well like social life like taekwondo is very time consuming as well if you want to be a world champion <laughs> yeah you kind of you have to, I suppose, try and find. You need friends who are maybe trying to achieve the same goal as you are. Mm, yeah, I mean that's also why it's it's very helpful having the small club. Although we don't go there as often, like the old place where Salma is staying, she helps keep that club running. But I mean, uh, their support and also like having this really close relationship, like having my dad as a coach and my sister training and Salma saying here like 
Selma really is part of the family. Like she is the second sister and we're so, 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 so close, both families as well. And like, if I don't see her after five days, I'm like, where the hell are you at? Like, I miss you. Like, so, I mean, that really helps um, having people around you that do have the same goal and can understand where you're coming from. If you say, for example, no to going out sometimes or like, can like relate to the same struggles, I guess. Does really yeah. help. And then, like, did you find uh, did you find dancing? Uh, I suppose especially, but do you find maybe the other sports as well helped you in taekwondo as as you were as you were growing up as well? To just be just being like yeah. you said, more confident, but also maybe being more athletic. Do you think there was some crossover to your taekwondo training? Definitely. Um, I for dance for my part, I did contemporary and hip hop. And when I did hip hop, I also got into like a close. Um, kind of a thing you have to do in addition for to get like in a crew where you get like jobs different places I guess but we had to train for three hours I remember three and a half hours every Monday and like my legs would be shaking like when I got home and but it really really did help with like uh strength in my legs and um just cardio in general I felt the it's really hard work dance really is tough so, I mean, it was definitely good training and football, I would say maybe cardio, but I got very stiff <laughs> and like very just, I don't know. I just felt heavy, heavier doing football combined with like Taekwondo. It's not like a good mix. I feel some people would agree with me that I've done the same. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I would say dance really helped just didn't help with my injuries that just made it worse but um it helped the taekwondo in general yeah yeah we see a lot of a lot of pe- a lot of people who play like that field sports they end up constantly saying they're they're tight to tight legs yeah. tight, hip, tight hips <laughs> tight hamstrings all this sort of stuff mm-hmm. so it's like yeah i don't think necessarily they're they're a good mix no i i would agree yeah <laughs> so when did you when did you grade for grade for black belt then uh when i was 13 uh yeah when i was 13 Mm -hmm. so i think it i think the rule was also you had to be 13 anyways so i i was like as soon as i'm 13 i'm gonna be ready (laughs) um yeah yeah the rule is uh the rule is 13 here as well the minimum of 13 yeah what do you guys have to do like do you have to send in like an essay i know that some people do some have like I don't know it just varies from country to country what do you guys have to do for a grade uh you grade have well, you have the i don't know if it's a, you have a preliminary black belt test which is basically yeah. you do like um a mock black belt test so you do all the sections and actually the one that we kind of run in our region you do all the sections except for uh special technique and power um okay. mostly, mostly the reason was we weren't doing that was because um space the hall to set up the a break oh, right. or, or a machine to have people properly kick it wasn't um mm. we didn't have enough space and also we didn't have a breaker because again we didn't have the space to bring a breaker in ah okay um, okay maybe we could add them in because in our like in our gym we do have some space that we could do that but yeah so you do, basically do a preliminary black belt test if you pass that you go do the real black belt test and um mm-hmm. that's it like yeah no no don't have i think though you used to be i think an essay in there before and uh, maybe a written test but i don't think that's that's not there anymore it hasn't been there as long as i've Lucky. been as long as i've been <laughs> anyway so so yeah oh man we do we do although i don't know like 
NTN and ITF, they do have different, very different like grading stuff and like they have more gradings in between belts. And so I can't speak for them, but I know that we had a essay we had to send in. And then obviously we get theory questions at the end of the grading, but we had, we were so lucky that we had a um, surprise test, <laughs> written test before the grading. So I was like, wait, what? And I wouldn't say theory is my strongest side <laughs> when it comes to type windows. So um, I don't think our master was quite satisfied with my answers, but I mean, I did the best I could. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I, I wouldn't mind not having to send in an essay. Yeah, we we sometimes give um, like just to the people in the club some some written theory tests just to kind of maybe check the check their knowledge there. Like as well because it's yeah, you can't train the theory for them; they have to go and learn it. So I suppose all you can do is check mm -hmm. do they know it and kind of you know maybe mm -hmm. let them let them let them see that they don't know it, but with it with a bit of a test and uh, yeah. hope that hope that that'll make them go and go and brush up on it. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What I see a lot, though, is that some clubs, for example, if the person isn't that good with theory, it's often also because the coach doesn't really focus on teaching, like, what are you doing in a pattern? They just do it, but they don't know how it's applied or they don't. So when you ask, like, a basic question and you don't even know, you're like, wow. I'm a, like I cannot picture myself doing patterns and not visualizing myself what I'm doing every movement but that's just me so I just like for me to be like strong and precise and like visualizing also what I do and like for it to be effective so I can't really imagine people like not knowing what is applied for and like doing it because I would just feel weird I'm like what am I doing this for like I don't know <laughs> maybe that's just me yeah the, the the one I find often frustrating is when they don't know the name of something because uh it's it's kind of like yeah and then it's like well they say oh it's like it's very hard to when you describe like uh if it's uh, just you know where you maybe it's the point <laughs> or maybe like you said it's the it's maybe it's a wedging block and if you have to go oh you know where you have your hands and you cross them and they both face towards you and then you push them yeah. and your knuckles kind of go here and it's kind of like this wide and it's like mm -hmm. yeah you know we just gave that a name you know we called it a wedging block or yeah you know, <laughs> we gave it a name and i always use yeah. it like if you kind of took it to another sport and went Mm. okay you know in tennis where we both stand at opposite sides and the person throws <laughs> it up and they have to hit it and it hit bounces in the box and if the other person doesn't return it i get a point so like, yeah we gave that a name it's a serve you know it's that kind of yeah. like, everything in I sport mean, has, has I a name i would definitely say yeah i would definitely say that being um training like the kids in my club that has definitely pushed me to learn more of those names because I'm quite lazy with it. I'm going to be honest because I don't really use it that much when I'm at home. Yeah. It's my dad, just like, is my dad. But then when I'm out there, I'm like, oh man, I really have to brush up on my theory. Like, so this block, I can't just explain it. Like you said, I have to like give it the name. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the, I think it's just much easier. Like, it's like yeah, we'll just give it a name definitely, and then yeah. ev everybody knows what we're talking. But I think there's just because it's in, because it's in Korean that there's like, yeah, oh, oh, I can't sure. Why would I know that? Why would I learn that? It's in Korean. It's like, mm -hmm. well, it has a name, but, but, um, like yeah, Adrian makes the point all the time. It's like, yeah, but if you did fencing, all the, all the movements are in, all the words are in French. So it's like, you yeah, don't, true, you don't true. need to know French, but like, you don't need to learn yeah. the French language, but you need to know the names of the movements. 
but do you guys don't you guys also have like um english words words for them i guess you have that don't you like yeah yeah we do we have a mix like it was yeah. like but i suppose you'd nearly prefer yeah. if they if you could learn the korean it's probably better but yeah you don't yeah but, definitely yeah. i wouldn't like my dad wouldn't be that happy if i used use <laughs> the norwegian word for it and be like you're teaching like they should be learning something use the korean word definitely <laughs> uh, so they so like then when you went to black belt did you go did you go straight for the national team then yeah i was the youngest to get into in the team um so i i remember i had to because ntn had the the like i don't know team i can't really explain like just politics right so i had to like try out during their summer camp or something and i remember miss cross was there and master willie and then we had to do like a pattern competition and I didn't get the pattern spot and I was really upset. I don't know. Like as 13, you don't really know anything, but I had such high standards. I was like so upset, but I got the sparring spot. Um, so yeah, I was the youngest one to get in the team. And then I went to Spain 2013 to compete at the Worlds. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because... Yes, I give you quite a long time as a junior because you've been around quite a quite a long time, but not even yeah, but not, I have. But, but not senior, but not senior for too long. Um, yeah. So, so uh, how did that first? How did how did Benidorm go for you? Um, I because I was I never been to U- European or World Championship. I didn't see it as anything. I wasn't nervous. I wasn't. It just didn't seem real to me that it was such a big deal, which. I mean, that's quite nice, not being nervous. So the first, I went against um, Slovenia. And I felt like I did really well. And I was winning. And then I got a warning at the end for like going out of the the square. And then uh, it still said that I was winning. So I was like, okay, great. And then when he said, like, stop like for us to like actually bow and stuff is switched because of that warning. I was so sad. <laughs> I was really, really sad. I was like, was, I had done so many things, right. That would practice a training. And my dad was like, no, but it's fine. I was like, no, it's not fine. <laughs> I believe that she ended up getting like silver or something. And I was, I was quite sad, especially because I felt like I had to prove something for, um, the rest of the people in national team, like being the only one from ITF. And I felt like, oh, I didn't get the spot for patterns. I just went here to do like one round and then I was done. But um, apart from that, I have just amazing memories for it being my first world. And do you, do you feel like that, <clears throat> that, that first tournament was kind of an experience that you kind of saw the level you had to get to? You saw the level of a lot of other people that kind of said, right, okay, I need to know. I know the type of training. I know the effort and the time I have to I have to put in. I know the, I know what my, my level has to look like if I'm going to be yeah. successful. Uh, I mean, without sounding arrogant, I thought that at that time my level was quite good. Like I knew that I was capable of get meddling 
really. Um, I just had to learn more being a bit smarter in the ring, I guess, and not like, because I knew I was winning. So I let her push me out of the ring because I thought that was smart because like, oh, not risking any punches like the last seconds. But obviously that was, was not smart getting a warning. So, um, whereas now I would say juniors and seniors, the level is not that different anymore. It used to be quite different between junior and senior, whereas now the juniors are just like standards are way higher. Um, but at that time I was like, that actually just gave me more motivation, just knowing that I was close. Like I did really well during that fight and she meddled. So I was like, nah, I like definitely I'm going to train harder now. Like I know that I can do this. So that just pushed me a bit more, I guess. Yeah, so then after that then would have been Riccione 2014. Um, yeah. You medaled there, am I right? Yeah, medaled. I got gold in patterns. Um, and then I got, I think, a bronze in team pattern or something. And I lost the semifinal sparring. I remember it was against Shannon from uh, the Netherlands and I had seen her and I was like, oh, her punches and like whatever. Um, and I was a bit afraid, I think. Oh, no, no. I think it was against Poland. And then I was going into punches and that was the first time I felt a real Polish <laughs> punch in mid in the face. And I was like shit this hits in way different <laughs> so um no but it was a really good experience i think that that girl i lost to in in that european cup i've gone against like four or five times from poland so the, which girl is that <laughs> i think it was Cam- camilla she's been like minus 68 before minus 65 yeah when yeah. i was a junior yeah but I mean, I've won ever since, so I got my revenge. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I remember in team sparring, I I also she was we went against Poland, and the coach looked at me. I was like, "Do you know her?" And I was like, "Yes, I want to go in with her again," <laughs> because she had just won against me. So I was like, "I'm ready. I'm in." <laughs> um, yeah, that, so that was that was the first time. I think also after I won the gold in patterns uh that was quite good for me again like feeling that okay I really did earn my spot here but I called my mom because she wasn't she didn't join us and I told her she was so happy but I was just like so in shock and then like two weeks later I was like fuck that I won and he was like yeah I know and I was like no but I won <laughs> and he was like yeah <laughs> so it didn't hit me before like a couple of weeks afterwards yeah mm. I've had it's yeah uh, I've had that once or two a mm. couple of times yeah that I've managed to win where kind of like, it's it, really everything kind of happens so, so quick like you've won you're on the yeah. podium you have your medal and you're, you're nearly back in the hotel you're back in your room it's kind of nearly mm-hmm. maybe the next morning where you're kind of like shit yeah that that happened i was like all right Mm -hmm. that was that was that was kind of cool that was kind of cool it's kind of (laughs) (laughs) definitely so no i was i was very very happy with that um yeah so like 
you had quite a lot of success as a as a junior, um, as I kind of seem to remember and understand. Did I? Did I? Yeah. I don't know if this is crazy. Uh, did is it something that you have like ten gold medals from European or World Championships? Is that am I completely crazy there? Well, I have I have seven, and then like six silver, and then like fourteen bronze. <laughs> yeah that's insane Um, that's insane yeah i i mean i it's also been the same effect i had during that first european championship i won that it didn't hit me before later it's quite the same now like having all those injuries and like getting sick mono mononucleosis i got like uh 19 months ago and it's really changed my life completely. And it's now that I get to sit back, sit back and I'm like, wow. I mean, I'm so humble and proud of myself for being able to like medal every time. Like even like meddling is quite tough. Like there's so many good people at the European and World Championships. So getting all those medals are just insane. I'm, I mean, I'm really, really happy about that. Although I am quite hard on myself too so i'm like okay but this i want better this i want better but this time i've gotten some time to just sit back and just enjoy it and be like yeah well done valerie <laughs> like <laughs> you're done you <laughs> yeah i suppose like that, that, that really shows then uh you don't really pick up that many medals without being an all-rounder so i suppose that kind of that shows the benefits of doing all, uh, many disciplines that it gives you many opportunities yeah. to, to win medals yeah that's true that's true that that also so I mean although obviously the individual ones are the ones I'm maybe proudest of um one of the really good memories I feel when we won as a junior the team starring in Finland because we just lost it in Scotland because one of the girls twisted her ankle in the middle of it and we got into the final against Poland we were doing so well, but we lost like so many points because she pulled out. And then I had twisted my ankle before, like two weeks before the European Championship. Like it was huge and it was blue, and I hadn't done any patterns or any sparring before that. And I was like, I'm not pulling out. And then it was against Poland, and we were all like, we're definitely winning this one. And it was just a really good experience, and just it was so fun winning that gold with the girls. Um, and I'd say another one I'm really proud of is winning traditional with Salma. This the world and the European one the same year. So the world in Ireland and European one. That was a quite good good one too. Oh, so would they be would they be the two standout gold medals for you? Or was there maybe is there one individual medal um, that maybe stands out more than the two of them? No, I would say every individual medal stands out a bit higher I would say just because I know know how hard it's been because I've been through so many like injuries and um health conditions that um but I like yeah the gold ones are good and the silver one of the worlds for sparring 2015 uh we went to like an extra round and I lost at this last seconds but I was so happy with it and I that one stands out for me but I would still say that although I've gotten gold and silver as individuals at the European or world I would say 
the bronzes, the two bronzes I got last year are the most meaningful for, for me because of my health condition and the fact that I even went to the world. So Yuki was like, wow. And still being able to medal, that was just great. Yeah. You've mentioned some of the injuries and some health conditions. Want to maybe to, to touch on some of that? Yeah. Um, so I would say the main one is um, shin splints, but to the, to the point where I had, it was really, really bad. I had some fractures because of how long it has been without taking care of it. And it was getting to the point where I would wake up four in the morning crying, like pain remissions. I would feel the pain as soon as I woke up. Um, just doing a sine wave of patterns, the training got me to tears. And I had like to, to do different, like a couple of ice baths a day. Um, so I'm still, I'm still trying to work through it. Like it's way better now. I've gotten a lot of um, therapy for it and I'm doing better. So that's good. It's, I remember I cried the first time I trained without like pain and and I was just like oh this is amazing um apart from that it's been mainly also my hamstring I pulled it and I haven't done the proper rehab for it so like during training it just like made the sound like pulled and yeah so and apart from that yeah it's uh, mononucleosis that has really slapped me in the face the last year and a bit yeah so I like the I was kind of wanted to touch on the, like the often the transition from junior to senior can be tough, but then like mm-hmm. you had that you had some like you said injuries and health things had going on as well as transitioning to senior. So do you feel mm-hmm. that was maybe kind of even made things a little bit harder? Well, actually, I've always wanted to get into senior. Like I've always been so excited for senior. I was never the one that wanted to be a junior for as long as possible, or like scared of going to senior. I was like, no, I want to. I just love sparring, like seeing girls actually hit properly hard. I know that <laughs> sounds weird, but we're talking to like talking to another Taekwondo person, right? So I'm not sounding crazy, but um, so I was just really excited for seniors, to be honest. But it, I mean, because this the level is quite similar now, and I've been competing for so many years, I know most people. So I, it wasn't like a scary transition. And I also knew that with my injuries, I was still at that level. It just made it harder, maybe confidence-wise to feel uh, good in the ring and not feel like, oh, if I do this, I'll twist my ankle. If I do this, my hamstring hurts. Like I've gone to competitions where I haven't been able to do any patterns before going and I have to like, do the things that made me cry at training, but in competition. And I'm just like, so that just messes with your head when you're wanting to be like in a focused mindset. But, um, but yeah, so, I mean, it affected a tiny bit. Yeah. Yeah. During the competition. Uh, you said that the two bronzes maybe that you won last year mean a lot because of, like you said, deal, dealing with injuries and some other health stuff. But do, do you think he, the fact that they were a senior as well kind of helped means that, because it, it, winning a senior and being successful at senior is a bit, it does kind of, I feel, mean a bit more than, than junior. Because yeah. um, like yeah. you, be, you have the best people all, all in senior. Um, yeah. So do, do you think that that maybe 
that that's why maybe they feel a bit more special as well mm, well i also feel like most people that i did compete against are people that i've competed against being junior and a lot of my friends so i'm going to be honest and say i did not feel a difference and but yeah it was just the fact that uh for example for germany i was like right um by the way, I don't even know if you know what mononucleosis is. So I'm like talking about it, but I don't even know if that makes sense to you. But anyways, <laughs> I've, so heard of it. I, I've, I've heard of it, but I'm not totally sure what it is. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. So it's basically like um, a muscle fatigue virus. Um, so it can give you like some people can experience it for like, what, four weeks and then it's gone. Some people can get like chronic fatigue afterwards and like affect their whole lives and some people have like something in between I guess that was me but you can get like really swollen spleen liver to the point where it can rupture and you can't really move so that was basically me for a couple of weeks and then like strep throat fever and just general fatigue um, but I'm talking to a whole new level so I knew that because I had that I was like right I have to not let that affect my performance feeling like that I'm doubting myself in the ring so I really went in for like right how can I make my mentality be better for this competition so I had like a month preparation with like a meditation thing that was completely just designed for like competition and like how to change your mindset and every time you felt nervous just translate that as excitement and like just different things so that was the first competition since like 2015 that I had not felt nervous at all in the ring and I wasn't shaking I was like completely in the zone so I was just really that medal meant a lot because I felt like there was so much progress as a competitor that I hadn't felt in a long time as well so I was like right I was really I haven't been studying I can't really do much during the day this mono has changed my life completely and I'm here and I got this bronze. I did better doing my mindset and everything. So yeah, that bronze meant a lot because of that, I'd say more than just being a senior, but I mean, that definitely does mean a lot too. And well, what were you using for the, for the meditation? Was it like an, an app or was there somebody who, who, yeah. who you worked with was it, or was it something maybe like Headspace or? Headspace, actually, yeah. They had a competition um, block or like a yeah. program, yeah. So that was mine. And that was my ritual every day. And during the day, doing the exercises that they they advised. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love Headspace. <laughs> yeah, I've, I, I have used it for a bit of time before. Um, mm -hmm. I find it hard then to keep keep the routine of using it. Um, yeah. Uh, we we've we've actually brought it in at some of the squad sessions. We finished some of our national team squad sessions with ten minutes of, of meditation with with using a little bit of headspace. Mm -hmm. Um, it could, uh, I don't mind actually. I feel like I, I I like meditation. I feel like you. I feel like you do. You, you're reset after it, and um, I do feel like after like that. Even after I had the hard day of squad sessions that. It kind of it can, it can relax you. You feel a bit more. You don't feel as yeah. sore after because it just it can help reset. So yeah, I definitely do mm -hmm. think there is um there is something to it. 
I don't think maybe yeah, it's maybe, uh, maybe it's not for everybody, but I feel like yeah. I, enjoy, I enjoy it and some people get something out of it. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I mean, I would say um, it wasn't really me sitting down and meditating all the time was was what I felt the most different about. It's more those exercises when you implemented them in your daily routine, like let's say have a soft focus on something but just be present and like feel like analyze everything around you whilst focusing on one thing and like not thinking about anything and just like be there. That helped, for example, during that competition, because sometimes you're so in your head, you have so many thoughts. And if you haven't practiced focusing on one thing, then like days before you don't, you won't be able to do it like, well, when you're there, you, you, you will just like try and focus and then, images will come up in your brain and then like thoughts and whatever so my goal was to like have done it so many times that if I needed to focus properly and get back in the zone I could do it and so I didn't really need to meditate that day it was more like those exercises you learn through meditation that was like okay this this felt really good yeah yeah at a competition at a world's Europeans to, when you're down neck ringside there can be there can be a lot going on there's stuff going on that <laughs> like I remember like especially in Germany that I felt if you were back up in like the, the stands it's like you were kind of very mm-hmm. far back it was like there's a competition going on over there kind of down there yeah. over there <laughs> and then when you came down to go to go ringside to go and compete it was kind of like you mm-hmm. were looking and you're looking up and you're kind of like oh I'm in the competition now and there's like yeah. there, was, there was like so much more <laughs> going on like there's people everywhere there's shouting there's just there's stuff people are cheering for the match that's going on there that you're walking uh-huh. past it was chaos like so like that mm-hmm. yeah to, to be able it was a challenge to to kind of focus in and and concentrate yeah. on what you, what you had to do so like because then it just hits you like oh it's my turn soon like oh wow <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel i feel the one part where i do struggle to focus on i mean uh i don't i don't want my opponents to think that i'm weak <laughs> or like oh okay i've never heard valerie say this then like i can smash her in the ring but going to be honest and say that team sparring is definitely still a struggle for me like I'm fine as soon as I get in the ring but because I'm minus 68 I also know that I'll most probably get put with like taller people bigger people and oftentimes they also use me like if they need a lot of movement so I know it's going to be tough and then I feel like I feel so little <laughs> and I'm next to the Polish girl that seemed like so old and then so big and I'm just like oh man why do I do, do this and I always every competition I have this 10 second dialogue with myself like why the hell are you doing taekwondo like what is this you're going to get beat like why do you do this for it and then I'm like super nervous I'm like don't pick me don't pick me don't pick me and then like he picks me the coach and I'm in the ring and I'm like as soon as they say like go see Jack <laughs> yeah I'm all good again I'm like okay good and I don't find it difficult at all. And then when I go out, it's fine again. But then for the next round, <laughs> it's all over it again. again. <laughs> so, yeah. So I don't know. It's something about team sparring that always gets me a bit. Yeah. I think, I, I've definitely had that a couple of times. Uh, not so much now, but previously in the past where 
yeah, I'm standing next, even an individual standing next to the ring going, why did I sign up for this? Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm here, I put myself here, like, why did I sign up for this? Like, yeah. I, I, I could be at home, I could be doing anything else. And then, like, that, you kind of get in and you've done the bow and he says, jump B, and it's kind mm-hmm. of like, okay, Especially here, you guys. Here, here, here we go, I guess. Like, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I feel like you guys, you have so big people, like, I uh, as a guy I would definitely struggle doing team sparring I'd be like shit <laughs> these people are huge and like so big and strong <laughs> yeah well like with the team um given the fact I'm uh minus 57 and we've had a like yeah. to, the last couple of years we've had a lot of a lot of bigger people like massive plus guys but we've had guys that, like Adam yeah. and Richie and you know we had guys yeah. like that uh, guys who were um in the heavier weights that could fill out the team mm-hmm. um but now with the transition I've managed to managed to fill a spot on the team which which i actually do i do enjoy fight and being a part of the team and um, yeah okay that can be the, the the downside that you have to fight the big guys but yeah kind of, that, that, that's that's what you have to do yeah. to get on the team so you know but for people watching those are one of the funnest like um uh sparrings to watch really just to see like a big person and then also like a lot of people when, when was it 2017 when um Adolf and was Adam. it Colin is his name? Yeah. Oh, Colin. Oh, in, good, individual. Yeah. Yeah. Colin, yeah uh, that was a good Colin fight. Like Colin, seeing yeah. those kind of fights where you think like, oh, height difference, whatever. And then the little guy just running around and being so fast and then getting those points. It just like, oh, I love watching those fights. Yeah. Yeah, the the great thing about it, one of the best things about that was because we, we we had known that because we obviously we knew Colum's style and we knew that we knew we always kind of said that Colum has the style to be Colin, that that's the mm-hmm. type of style that's the type of style you need and Colum has that yeah. style, but he's not just like he's very good with that style. So we had kind of yeah. so we knew so we had kind of said in the team that we thought Colum could do could be Colin. So then for him to actually go mm-hmm. there was kind of like ah we were right yeah yeah he did it yeah that's so, so. cool. And no, and after that, I feel like a lot of people caught up on that as well. And we're like, right, okay, now we now we know the the tactics, like, and they tried doing similar things as well yeah. against them. But like mm-hmm. that, it's uh, it's it's one thing, like, it's one thing knowing the tactics, and then it's another thing trying to trying to be as fast, yeah. as Col- <laughs> trying to be, trying to be as fast as Colum, because Colum with that That's blitz, is, with that blitz, it's it's probably. It, He's he's the fastest in I think in, in Taekwondo in ITF Taekwondo in terms of definitely with mm. the blitz he's one of the fastest people. Yeah. Um, like yeah. it's so hard so hard to to get it to get it. Like, even when you're training against him, you're like he's gonna blitz and you see it coming. And he's like yeah, oh, you boom. know and, it, but and you're yeah. hit. It's just uh, I knew he was coming, but I'm already hit. So I remember also training with um when was it 2017 I think or 18 we went to Ireland with uh, Salma and Ingrid and my sister and my dad. Um, and also training with Rustic, I was like, I know he's going going to blitz. I can see it, but like, can will I be able to move? <laughs> I don't know. So I always had to just be moving, so it wouldn't be uh, easy for him to blitz. Um, but I mean, Rustic is, or yeah, was I don't know. He's not training anymore, but really fast as well. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I've got yeah. I've competed against Rusty a couple of times and and, yeah. and, and got caught with the same thing. Yeah, the, the blitz, the blitz, you know the blitz is coming. You're always waiting for the blitz, but he mm-hmm. has you hit. You has you hit before you can do anything about it. Yeah, that's also something. Um, uh, for example, my sister, we have, we have been able. We have to tell her that 
you can't always just plan what you're going to do because sometimes you also get in your head like what do you want to do in the fight right but you sometimes forget also to analyze the other person and like see their how they're standing like what will come so that's for example what we're training a lot with my sister right now like um okay right think because she's like but I don't know what to think during this fight <laughs> like yeah but you have to like analyze some things as well um yeah also I think talking about fights that I enjoy watching it's also quite annoying with like European championships and worlds where all your friends are sparring at the same time and you want to watch all of them yeah. and you just have to pick and choose and sometimes you also can't just stand and like get tired all day because you're competing soon as well but I wish you could have like european championship and then like one week holiday with all your taekwondo friends because you only get to see them during those competitions but you never get to like actually properly just hang out that would be amazing <laughs> yeah like yeah definitely the like I, i've started bringing in the thing like if i'm competing it's i don't really care about watching anybody else no it's hard because <laughs> i want to but it's kind of for me to perform best i kind of feel like you know no i need to be just focus on mm -hmm. me but yeah like that there's what well, even you have your teammates and then you have like there's other matches that you just know are going to be good that you want to see and yeah it, it can, like me and um it kind of happened in bulgaria that me and richie were on a, they had the 57s and the plus 85s on in the morning just before lunch mm -hmm. so we had finished and then we got to sit up in the stand and then we got to see all the fights yeah like you know the 63 70 78 we got to see them all coming yeah. on and the way they, i don't know if you remember the way they kind of ran it was like all four rings were kind of running one division yeah so it was kind of like the 63s are on and we were looking over here but we got to sit up in the stand and just be like fans just sit back and enjoy everybody oh, else great. just everybody else yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was it was it was good fun like that's where it was kind of like geez if we could set that up every time where you know let us spare yeah. in the morning and then we'll sit back and we'll be fans for the afternoon <laughs> that'd be great yeah no and also like last year Oh, that was the first time because of mono i was like i won't be able to do sparring because that will definitely kill me um it was like tough just getting out of bed a day and like maybe doing like one thing a day. So I was like, okay, I'll do like patterns. Um, so I got the spot for patterns, which meant that that was the first time during all my years of competition that I only did like one thing and not like teens and like a bunch of like traditional and stuff. So that was the first competition where I actually got to see a lot of my friends fight and like just be present. Also for Salma, like, like just help her more out and um so that was really good so i got to see all of them i was really happy with that <laughs> first time yeah definitely I mean, just uh, like that it'd be nice to, like you said yeah nice to, it's nice to even just if you could just go and be like that be a fan just could just go and watch yeah it's just no, enjoyable and I, early mm -hmm. and i just think uh sometimes when my friends win like if they're crying, I'm crying. Like, I'm so happy for them. And after so many years of competing and also knowing the hard work when they win, it just means a lot. So I remember Katrina also, like, and Enzo when she won, she was crying. I was just like, I was sitting there, like, with tears in my eyes. Like, uh, I remember Michael lost, and I was just like holding his hand, like, with tears in my eyes. And I know, and I knew that he wasn't crying. But I felt the pain. I was like, damn it, you were doing so well. Like, it was so stupid. You should have won. It didn't get a point. So it's just like, you get just so involved with people as well. Um, 
and you also know how hard you have to work to get there so when you win or you lose and you know they've trained hard that's like oh man i know the feeling <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. so then what's what's your kind of training schedule like then but on the lead up to a euros or worlds um so we have a lot of in the beginning we have a lot of um more like shorter um sequences i would say but like um faster and more explosive things so like get the speed up and like a lot of footwork um a lot of training with like elastics and like bands um and then the more the further in we get is more like condition as well like if you've had the explosivity as uh, all good then it's more like actually being able to do that for longer periods right so like a lot of just going for complete three minutes and like all that i would say um and it also just depends because we all have different in- injuries <laughs> so it's just like what training do you need like strengthening because we also have a lot of weight um weight training so if my hamstring is bad and i need it for kicking i need to like actually do a lot of strengthening for my hamstrings to recover and all that um so but yeah i would say it's more focus on footwork and like uh explosivity in the beginning and then a bit more endurance later mm-hmm. and so so would you do a lot of then uh weight training yeah a lot always so and we focus more on that in the beginning as well so we actually don't get more injuries later so so they're actually able to keep up with the hard training of taekwondo so it's in the beginning phase where it's like the tougher part with strength and like lesser train not that many trainings of taekwondo but more of like strengthening and exclusivity and then it like kind of shifts a bit um and because of me and my shins it's a lot of swimming as well for cardio um yeah yeah and so how many are uh in terms of like the, the weight training is that do you have somebody who kind of programs that for you or do you do that yourself or is it kind of you and your you and your your dad um well we've had some help with uh the there's a training center here so we have like kind of sponsored with them so they help us with like pt and stuff and they have a program with us also a friend of that in colombia they he specializes with the he has like i can't remember it's also like a personal trainer so he helps us a lot and then we have like a schedule and like check in with them um every couple of weeks um but we've, we've worked with them for years now yeah um mm-hmm. So how many how many training sessions in a week do you, would you guess that you that you would do? Um, I mean, for example, for for before monos when I was studying before uni, um, we had a goal of like maximum three days in a row with hard training, and then like a full day break. So we would train, for example, Monday twice a day, uh, and then like um i remember we train like wednesday thursday friday and sometimes like twice a day as well and then like all saturday off and then like sunday so it would always be like three days in a row and then like a day break and then like two days again but it was always be 
like most times it would be double training so like in the morning and do like running or weights and then like taekwondo at evening um but yeah we definitely needed those days with complete like break because yeah and i also rather have that than have like one session a day every day a week i feel like just body and like mind just reset and like get complete break and also we all have life so <laughs> we also need like to get other stuff done and how do you find balancing school or college and with, with, with training difficult as hell <laughs> <laughs> i mean um i know that a lot of people also that do really well in taekwondo um choose to like study stuff for or like some people don't really care that much about school and then just go for like yeah i'm gonna be a coach and whatever and taekwondo and that's really good and they do really well at taekwondo but because of my mentality where i'm quite hard on myself with everything i'm like I'm going to do something I'll do it well so my standards for school was quite high as well so it was very difficult because I wanted the top grades and then I didn't have as much time I'd say it's difficult but it made me learn all the like more efficient way of studying so lots of people are also taking like hours to send in an essay I would take like maximum one and if they got a got like sent in like three pages and I sent in one I still got a higher grade because of how I wrote and stuff so it's difficult especially during European championship and worlds when most of the exams are there and I'm yeah. like sitting there like doing math waiting and that's really not what you want to do when you're competing you just want to focus on taekwondo but you're stuck there with school <laughs> and uh what are you doing in a what, what course are you, what are you studying in, in university uh, right now I'm studying something that's called, I don't really know what to translate that, but I mean, it's kind of bioscience. So it's biology and like um, biochemistry and math, but also with programming, so like computer stuff. Um, yeah. And is the plan to do something with that uh, after university or is it is that maybe <laughs> on, the, on the back burner and go to Taekwondo? Um no like i want to finish it eventually but right now i really want like my head is at going towards music so i'm applying for music um and that's really what i want to do um that's always really what i've wanted to do but i have also always really enjoyed school so that's why i didn't know if i wanted to study medicine or like this biology thing so i started with this biology thing and i want to come back to it eventually and like get that diploma um and do something with it because i do want to do something useful with it and i know that we will need that later <laughs> in the future um but yeah right now i want to do music nice um just before i finish you mentioned uh, and you kind of said it when you mentioned the other day as well like that the, 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 there's a difference between like the itf and ntn what, what's kind of the this kind of setup there in in norway is it kind of uh what do you mean like like i didn't know there was a difference to, <laughs> i didn't know oh was kind yeah of... it is <laughs> um i mean the difference well we obviously have different masters and we have um just differences in like patterns i would say 
because they were out a while. They weren't doing like the ITF for a while. They went to like GTF or something and then like went into what is now called NTN. Um, but no, I don't, I don't think like there's difference in Taekwondo itself. It's more like uh, the rules. I think they don't get to compete until like they're a certain age, like internationally or something, whereas we, it's open for everyone from young age. We think that the younger okay. so it's just in, our, in ireland we have like there, there is two so there's the the ita and the inta so there's yeah so, um I, I presume it's something something similar um uh, like yeah the, just like and, the rules and, the INTA, and like for the grading. INTA would have had like they have their own they do their own gradings and have their own rules the ita mm-hmm. do their gradings and um, the inta would have mm-hmm. been in charge of the national team before since the ita has taken has taken over because they're done with the national association um, so I presume it's just right. That was also changed now. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's just yeah. the same. I, I presume, but uh, like I didn't know there was two associations in Norway. I presumed it was all just one. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I didn't yeah. Know um, yeah. I think. Yeah. Now it recently changed into NTN being in charge of the national team, like a couple of years ago, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but can I ask you something? Yeah. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> during competition. Have you ever felt scared or like what is a memorable memory like like something that is like so memorable that you think back to now it's like oh i learned so much from that experience or um in terms of in terms of like a, a bad memory well you know could be but if you want it be a good memory too i mean um the the world championships in 2015 was kind of a was a big one for me um in terms of there was a couple of things that kind of happened um i was sitting there, the day i was meant to, to spar i was sparring in the afternoon uh me and the guys we were sitting down watching um the minus 63s uh, they were kind of mm-hmm. on two rings and we were, we were kind of there because we wanted to see julio and there was some other good matches going on as well and yeah uh, i kind of had that thing as well where i was I was kind of looking at the clock and there was kind of nerves building as well. It's like, oh, I'm on in a couple of hours and I was counting down the time and there was nerves building mm-hmm. there anyway. And then, so we're watching the matches and I kind of thought, Jesus, everybody's looking really sharp. And yeah. And I started then the nerves and I was kind of like, am I that sharp? And then, like, yeah. you know, and, then, and then I started seeing then that, um, like Julio, who we were kind of there to see, like, what, like one of the top guys in ITF. And obviously at that one, mm-hmm. he got, he got knocked out and yeah. with, a, with a great shot. And then I was kind of, I was like, Jesus, like someone like Julio is after getting knocked out. Like, fucking hell am I? Like, where like, am I going to end? Like, like, yeah, it's like, Jesus, then that kind of started putting more doubt. Like, Jesus, like, am I ready to, to go on here? It's like, and then I had a tough match. Yeah. I was going against um, Rizmar Norbert. I don't know if you remember him. He hasn't been around in a while. But, uh, no. but yeah, from Hungary, Rizmar Norbert. So a tough match. He went on. Oh, to Norbert. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Such I was, a lovely guy. Yeah, so sweet. So, but oh, I was going to fight. But I was going to have to fight him in the first round, and like that. So then I was having these doubts, and I knew I had a tough match. And then I was started. I was like, "Is he better than me? And uh, is he sharper? Is he more prepared?" And then, yeah. Uh, so then I just it all built up, and I, I I didn't perform on the day. And then it was really then mm-hmm. when I kind of looked at that. What happened? That was like when I looked at there, and I went back to tournaments I'd done well in before. That's when I kind of really realized it's like, no, no, I need to be. I need to be more selfish on the days that, that I'm competing and, and just focus yeah. on me. Don't, but don't bother watching anybody else. Just focus on like that. Just focus mm-hmm. on me. And when when I'm, when I'm finished, I can take over and I can watch everybody else. But that, that I think that kind of, that week, that the, the tournament, 
like I, as a whole wasn't great for me I went out first round we went out first round in team I went out first round in patterns yeah. I went out first round in sparring so it wasn't yeah. a successful one but it was a big <laughs> but, but it was a big point I think um, like that in, in helping me to to push on and, and improve yeah. and, and adjust so that would be a standout moment for me like that yeah that yeah. I look back on great I think a lot of people would agree on that too like and the fact that some people sometimes lose but because they have so much respect for their opponent because they know what their results are in the past and instead of focusing on what they can do they focus on what the opponent is capable of doing then they don't perform as well as they could have um so that's also why i know some people do not like to look at the draws i love that but um if you let that affect you then definitely don't look and just like go in for it that used yeah. to be something that used to be something that I used to like, care about a lot more like you, you, you're opening it up on the on your phone and you're clicking and then you, the heart yeah. starts going who, who have I got and you're scrolling down and you see oh you're looking for your name and then it's it can either be like an oh yes or oh shit button mm-hmm. now since like since about funnily enough like the, the first time I really kind of had it where I looked at it and I had this out was the world's in 2017 which like mm-hmm. I ended up winning and so then it was like I suppose maybe this is the attitude I've carried since is like yeah I looked at I, I just happened I looked at the draw and I just kind of went you know I don't give a shit I just kind of looked at it yeah like, that's grand and it didn't matter who yeah. I had to, I like, <laughs> and no and it of, should be like uh, yeah it shouldn't affect you I got it but I do think some people like that they're the nerves that bit like as soon as they read the draw and the draw could be out the week before the tournament and then they're starting mm-hmm. to build it up in their head a week before you even step on the floor you're just burning nervous energy of things that you can't you can't change like the draw is the draw Mm -hmm. it's like i mean for sparring i totally agree like i would say the only thing you have to have trained is be capable of fighting well against different types of styles of sparring and then you're prepared for patterns i do like to look at it because i know most of the people so i start to tell my dad like right so what do I really have to focus on to like make sure I win this so for example sine wave or like you have to be stronger here this person is really good kicks like so your kicks like whatever but if I were to do that just before I went in and just saw the person I would be stressing out I would just be like dad dad <laughs> yeah I don't know <laughs> I feel like because I've already had that tactics for so long that just like no one I'm getting into so no surprises will appear then later that will stress me out i'm just like okay now i'm in the zone i know what i'm coming here for yeah yeah i need to i kind of got to the point with patterns myself where i was kind of feeling like i did i wasn't even checking the draw because of for me it's kind of Mm -hmm. i feel like well my performance will be my performance and who's on the other side Mm -hmm. doesn't make a difference that's for me like i said you have a di- that's good. Yeah. You have a different approach then. So maybe there's yeah. <laughs> people listening might that might be more towards what you like to do. That might be maybe yeah. more towards where I was at towards the end, where it's just that well, the draw is what it is. I was nearly not even yeah. checking it. Like I was, I was forgetting to check it. I was having to go. Oh yeah, I'm doing patterns as well. I'll see who I'm against and like. Oh, really? Kind of, kind oh of wow. Going, was kind of. Oh, wait, going, do you get more? Uh, do you get more nervous for patterns or sparring? Um, uh, d- different types of nerves. I think like p- patterns is kind of not looking like an idiot like you know it's kind of <laughs> not, not forget not forgetting it and not looking like a tit and but sparring is much more like i suppose afraid like nervous of knowing i'm good enough to it's nearly more nervous about yeah. losing more so than anything else but patterns not it's more so about okay. not messing it up would you be any, yeah, are, the nerves, okay. are the nerves the same for you or would it be are they um, different i would say 
uh, I don't know. I used to be more nervous for sparring. I would always say like the patterns, like you won't get hurt. Like it's just you. You don't have to like nothing will affect you because it's just you. And then in sparring, you can get so like kicked and just killed basically. (laughs) That was my, my voice in my head. But um, now it's the other way around because I'm like, whoa patterns it's just you so if you like your balance is off for a like tiny bit and you've done it perfectly all like 10 times before the competition and then it can happen once during the competition and that can be like make it or break it like at a final um also I remember oh I remember the final against Kira oh I hated that final in patterns I never ever in like whole life have ever yelled out the wrong name for the patterns and Kira she had made she took three steps during Chungmu before the kick so I was like she'll get zero points I will win because I was already winning the first pattern so I was like great and then I lost focus at the end and yelled the pattern we'd done before that and I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And then she won three, two. And I was like, no. <laughs> so I mean, those are the things that make me nervous. Like, what if I've done the pattern well and perfectly? And then I yelled the wrong name or like small things like that. Whereas sparring, you always know where you're at. And like, you know, okay, I'm like, I'm winning, I'm losing. And you can do something about it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I've oftentimes with patterns been in early thinking, like, <laughs> I find it, you know, you're not really thinking of the movement. It's kind of just, it nearly just happens like so, nearly some bit. Yeah. Like, you're not thinking, but sometimes I'm thinking like, it's because there's a million different things going through your head. You're thinking, don't, don't fuck it up. Don't forget it. Yeah. Don't, and, <laughs> but then, but then I often find I get to a certain point in the pattern, like, ah, I'm not going to forget it from here now. This section, I know yeah. this is, and it's a, I'm on the home stretch now and you just finish it off. It's kind of like, that's what kind of often yeah. happens to me. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, ah, I've got to this point. I'm good from here now. I know that yeah. from here, I'm all good. I mean, I'm either, I'm either at the place where, I just do it automatically and I know that I can't start thinking about it because if I start thinking about it, I'll be like, wait, what is next? But if I don't think about it, I know that my body will remember. So it's either that or I'm really focused on the next movement because I've practiced so many times, like what I have to be focused on, like what do I have to correct in the next movement? So then I'm like really in the zone, but yeah, there's like none, no in between. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, the, there's a million different things running through your head in the, the, Mm-hmm. 30 seconds to 30 to 60 seconds that you're performing a pattern is like the amount of different conversations you've had with yourself in that short yeah. space of time it's is uh and i mean like crazy you also get scared of like past things and like start thinking about oh the last competition this happened like will this happen now um just like a random thing i remember when i was 11 or something we went to dutch open or where there was like the old hall and I had I was my belt was like well I had blue belt and sparring with just one other person and that she was 14 she had black belt and she was to say it like in a different way she was definitely a lot of categories higher than me um and weight class so I was very scared and she kicked me several times like on top like to people like around watching and I was like almost crying in the ring it was so bad and she did not slow down at all I remember my dad I think I had to throw in the towel and then I went to Ireland one of your competition and then and 
my category, it was still the same year, and my category only had one girl. And my dad was like, no, we didn't come all this way for just one round. And I was like, what are you going to do? And he's like, I'm going to ask you to be like in the, if you can be in the category up to 14 years old. And I was like, wait, what? No, do you remember what happened like a couple of months ago? I'm not doing that. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Like whoever wins between you two will get into the other, other category. I was like, oh my God. So I won against a girl, but she was very scared. And so like the thing, the characters switched. So I took care of her, like didn't, wasn't like hard, like just got my point and whatever. And then I was like, okay, I'm going in against this 14 year old. And it was a big girl. And that completely, I was like, no, this will be the same thing. And then she took her tongue out and made like this face when I went in the ring. And I just looked back at my dad. I was like, no, <laughs> I did not want to do this. Um, but I ended up winning the category. Um, so it was good. But I mean, <laughs> I remember that like traumatized me as a kid. I was just so scared. <laughs> it was all worth it to play, play mind games at that young age. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> I was just not mentally as strong to handle that, I guess. <laughs> so now I'm always like after the final with Kira, I'm like, Valerie, don't you fucking dare say the wrong name because I will kick you. Like, <laughs> yell out the correct name. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I had a thought like that with the patterns. Like you said, playing on my playing your mind from one before was in Slovakia in 2011. Actually, I was doing mm-hmm. individual patterns and I I, I messed up uh, I messed up pawn an individual, oh. and we had uh, we had team patterns in the afternoon. And I was kind of standing, and I didn't like. was like, oh, I can't fuck up again, like because I letting the team down. Or this time, it's not just it's not just me that's yeah. going to be it's not just me that's going to be let down here. And uh, mm-hmm. we went out, and we it went well. We did we did Gaelic, and I'm sitting right mm-hmm. through that one. Right, I didn't mess up that one. So I'm standing next to the ring. We're about to because that's before you know you'd have a bit more of a fancy walk on. We were marching on. Yeah. I, was, I was standing by the ring waiting for um, uh, Eddie to call out the command to go, and it was Dangun was the designated pattern, and I was kind of thinking, I was like, geez, what if I mess up? And I kind of just went. It's fuck it it's fucking dangun how can you mess up that and just, and just kind of wait no i didn't thankfully it was just okay. like, that's kind of what I did. like but but like the afternoon it kind of had me traumatized that I, like there was a split second where i thought i was going to mess yeah. up dangun but i needed to reset myself i'm gonna go yeah. it's fucking dangun. yeah that's the thing it can affect you like definitely other performances but you just have to like forget about it and the like reset but uh, especially team patterns you're definitely so scared to like mess up because you'll affect the whole team yeah, I have been that person as well, but uh, so it's it's, it's not great. Um, yeah. But it's only happened the one time. It's only happened the one time, and it's been. I think it's been other people since, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. It, it definitely it definitely sucks when you're the person who who met up, messed up. And the thing is, because even if you because even if you would have like for, especially on that one, the guys always remind me, but like like I'm always like we would have lost anyway, and they kind of go, well, we don't mm. know. It's like so that's the thing. It's like yeah, you, you could say you would have lost. Who knows? Maybe you would have lost anyway but maybe it wouldn't mm-hmm. have so that's kind of the challenge yeah and they're all they all have to be nice and obviously you you are nice because like no it's fine like obviously it'll happen but if you're the person that messed up you feel so shitty <laughs> you're just like oh i let the whole team down i'm so sorry we've done this so many times i couldn't remember for one time <laughs> like yeah <laughs> so uh kind of just before we finish up um one more question if you had to pick uh a favorite fighter who would you say your your, your favorite fighter is don't Ooh, necessarily favorite fighter 
I don't know. They don't necessarily maybe even have to be in taekwondo. It could be in a different, a different, a different sport if you have an interest in, I suppose, other combat sports. But if not, we'll take a taekwondo fighter. Oh man, um, I really like Emmanuel from um, New York. Uh, so I think he is very smart in the ring. I love his bandes, how he can get them like so close um close to the person and like still hit his face uh i I know i just like his style he's chilled but he's smart and like fast um i would say danilo is just so (laughs) sharp (laughs) with things um and i Give me a second. I know I have one more. I'll probably regret it then later and be like, no, I could have said this person. Um, God, probably, yeah, probably, probably say that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, two, two good picks. Two good picks. Uh, Danilo, yeah, definitely is exciting to watch. Um, himself and Alamine yeah. have himself and Alamine have have great fights. Um, yeah. Their, their, their final at the European Championships is one of the best finals I've. Mm-hmm. one of the best one of the best finals I've ever seen um, on that stage yeah, that for like that it was definitely a match worthy of having in the gala mm-hmm. yeah but, uh, definitely but I, yeah that's the thing sometimes they just don't put them in the center ring or like gala that I would like if they put more fights in the gala or center ring but yeah Emmanuel I, I really like but he hasn't been competing since what couple of years now but yeah good fighter good fighter yeah so uh i think we'll i think we'll wrap it up there um yeah th- thanks for coming on i've uh, really enjoyed the chat it was uh, good to have you on thanks for having me that was great no worries really excited and and hopefully like we'll be we'll be back uh training and competing properly soon enough yeah definitely hopefully so, yeah yeah so like i said uh keep safe and uh, all the best Thank you. <laughs> you too.